Hi, and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And on the show today, we have Chris Arsberger. He is the owner of ID Logistics out of Dayton, Ohio. Welcome, Chris. That's right. You're listening to BizQuick. This is where Julie and Corey provide quick and useful information to small business owners. BizQuick is the podcast where small business owners get to showcase their businesses and receive expert advice and guidance in areas many entrepreneurs struggle with. And you, the listener, get solutions, tips, and tricks on real-world topics that many small business owners face. Julie and Corey are the experts small businesses hire when they need solutions. And the BizQuick podcast is just one way they deliver those solutions. Let's start the show. Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me on today. Chris, thanks for joining us. Tell our listeners about your company. My company is IB Logistics. We are a supply chain consulting company that also specializes in information technology and our niche is in Department of Defense. So we work with the Air Force, Army, Marine Corps, uh, Defense Logistics Agency, and really supporting the warfighters over in Afghanistan in the theater of operations. We facilitate movement of their, their high priority parts so that they can fly their missions and operate on the ground, you know, with their tanks and their um, weapons to carry out missions. One of the things that's been really, really key for my company in working with the Department of Defense is knowing that you have to be consistent over the long haul. So the contracting cycle to win sales in Department of Defense is well over a year, sometimes pushes out to three years. And, and during that time, you cannot be inconsistent. You have to be consistent with follow up with your customers, follow up with what your solutions are, evolving your solutions and, and, and being out there engaging with the customers and decision-making so that you can shape opportunities and not just let opportunities go out for a request for proposal. Because once it goes out for a request for proposal and if you haven't shaped it, you're pretty much on the outside looking in. That that's great advice, and I mean it's definitely, uh, it, I would say, somewhat unique to you. Um, and you know, since you're working strictly with the the DoD, the 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 funny thing is, like talking to most people, we would probably suggest that you diversify, and and you know, working with just one customer right. probably isn't a good idea, but if the DOD goes out of business, we probably have bigger problems to worry right. about. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's funny, Corey, you mentioned that because we, we have branched out into the commercial sector, but very small, sort of still related to sort of DOD offshoot type business. So like we've worked with FedEx and, and, and um, DHL, they've hired us to do some work for them to help them better exploit, better understand the DOD business and how they can win more DOD business. But really when we started focusing our attention on commercial because we didn't have those connections. You know, I'm former military. I know lots of generals, general officers, one-star generals, two-star generals that I can go in and talk to. Uh, I have a partner also who, who has the same background as me. So we have a lot of connections in the department of defense and to build those same relationships outside just takes too much time and you're just wasting your time versus. So we're sort of leveraging our expertise in a certain area. And we're a very small company. It's me and my partner, and we have 17 people that work for us. You know, so we, we can't be really wasting our time doing business development that has a low win percentage. Sure. That makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. How did you start uh, this company, IB Logistics? What's, the, what's your origin story? Yeah. So 
I was an Air Force officer for 15 years in logistics and supply chain. Um, did some duty actually in the first Gulf War, saw a live fire and combat and uh, eight months of, you know, no time off and had a lot of experience at the operational level. And the Air Force um, saw something in me and they sent me to get my master's degree here at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And then I became a staff officer. And when I was on a staff, that's when I saw the use of contractors help how there was companies, large contracting firms that were doing business for the government. And I was just like, I had a, about eight contractors that worked for me and they weren't really bringing value to the Air Force. And that sort of really upset me that we were paying uh, for non, in my opinion, non-value added. So when I got out of the Air Force, I got out of the Air Force for, for two reasons. The first reason I wanted to start a fitness company, which we can talk about in a, in a little bit, but mainly I want to start a company that could bring value to the Air Force and bring a, a, a new way of thinking um, and not just, like I call a lot of the people that were helping me, just basically chart, chart people, just making charts, making PowerPoint charts, admin type stuff, you know, taking ideas that I had and putting them on charts. And I wanted to bring true subject matter expertise to the Air Force. That's incredible. It's I, I think so many people don't realize that when they spot a void or when they see a problem that there's an opportunity there to fix that and by creating something, right? So yes. you know, kudos to you for jumping in and creating a business that solved a problem that probably a lot of people saw but just didn't address. Well, and I mean, from from my experience, I, you know, I came from a, a had a military family. My brother's in the military, know plenty of people, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy and, and waste yeah. and, and all of that that goes yeah. on. So, you know, I mean, and that, and that bothered me so much as an air force officer, the, 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 I call it fraudulent use of the, the, the tax dollar, you know, and I wanted to start a company that could bring true value. And also, you know, I, since they were working for me, I saw the price of the contract. I saw, you know, the company was charging two, $300 an hour. And I'm like, that is just outrageous. No way in heck is this worth the value. So, you know, I want to come in and start my company and, and you know, we're down like a hundred dollars an hour, <laughs> you know, really, really value. And the government just, when we compete, other companies are like, how can you do that work for that amount? I'm like, cause I have no overhead, you know, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't have a building. We, 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 everybody works either on base or from home. You know, we, we just really minimize our overhead. And, uh, me and my partner have a lot of same type core values as far as not being greedy, you know, and, and I think greed is, is one of the, the worst things going on right now in this world. Couldn't agree more. And what a really smart strategy to, you know, keep that as a business owner, small business owner, keeping your overhead low so that you become really, really competitive and you're, you're able to win more and more jobs because you're able to price things fairly based on, yep what your actual cost is to do the work versus the, the greed factor and all this inflated overhead. So good for yeah. you. That's great. It's been very interesting when we've worked with other companies and subcontracting arrangements, you know, and they've been the prime and we've been the sub and we tell them our prices and they're just like, wow, <laughs> you know, they can't believe it. So a lot of times they tell us, Hey, can you be the prime and we'll be the sub to you, you know, cause sometimes they, they don't have to, taking all their overhead in some situations, you know, which sometimes these companies get so big, I just don't understand their overhead and how they apply it, you know? So we just keep it very simple in our and, company. 
and that makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but have you had any issues with people thinking that they're getting a lesser service because of the, the, yes. the cost? So, so that has been a concern. That, and, and I just couldn't believe that has popped up in the last, I'd say, 10 years that, that, that they're like, how, you can't do the job with that price. You don't have good people, you know, and I'm just like, no, seriously, you know, so luckily it's our customers that come to that. Our customers, our clients in the DOD are our biggest advocate. We don't have to do marketing. They, they get us business. I mean, it's so amazing that when we first got our first Air Force contract in 1999, that client went to Marine Corps and said, you have to hire these guys. He actually went on a trip to headquarters Marine Corps in the Pentagon and took me with him. And we sat in a meeting because you guys have to hire these guys because the, the, the services are very similar in their supply chains and they, they try to leverage the same processes from service to service. So we had created some really great supply chain processes for the Air Force. And once they got mature enough, like I said, my government client, after about two years, he went to the Marine Corps and started the ball rolling. And sure enough, within a year or two, boom, we're hired by them. And then that, then we started working for the Marine Corps and the person at Marine Corps moved to the Defense Logistics Agency. And he's like, all right, we, we need Ivy Logistics over here. So boom, we're over there now. You know, it's, it's just that, that ability to do really, really, really good work overcomes so many obstacles. Yeah. And being a tax paying citizen, I appreciate that you haven't jacked up your prices now that they know how good your company is. And, you know, I, I, I think it's um, an important lesson in there in that um, really good referrals, um, many referrals will help overcome a, I don't, I don't want to say your pricing strategy is questionable, right. yep. but yep. I like to think about pr a pricing strategy is sort of almost like Goldilocks and the three bears, right? If it's too high, people don't want to buy it. Yep. If it's too low, then people are like, what this, this can't be a good service. And then, so right. it's that right in the middle sweet spot and finding the right. sweet spot, but you didn't have to find the sweet spot. You got that first client and then just built off of those referrals and were able to truly take a low price because that's the only price that you needed to have. You didn't, you didn't jack up your prices just to right. make more money. Right. And you know, the Department of Defense has gone through all sorts of different environments based on how the administration, who the current administration is. So sometimes they come out and they say, okay, all the contracts are now gonna be low cost, technically acceptable. So basically when it's low cost, people are just bidding so low trying to win it. And we don't have to go there because our, our, our niche is so specific, they, they can't go to anybody else. You know, we, we've gotten sole source awards just to us because no one else can do the business. No sure. one else can do, do the work. Yeah. So we've also, besides, you know, having the pricing thing, the, the, the tools and applications we've developed are very niche specific and there's just no one else doing it. So we really carved ourselves a really good niche within the Department of Defense doing supply chain. We wanted to tell you about our side hustle collaboration starting on Monday, November 23rd. It costs only $47 and it's filled with all the information you need to either start a side hustle or grow the one you already have into a consistent revenue stream. Check it out on our website, sbpace.com. So just kind of taking a little bit of a detour right here right. on my next question, but I'm guessing that the way that you price has a lot to do with um, your ethics and integrity. Yep. And I am curious how that feeds into or correlates with the business that you just launched. You want to tell us about that? 
Right. So I just want, during the coronavirus, you know, um, everybody's teleworking in the Department of Defense. So it allowed a lot of um, flexibility. So I've um, always been into personal training, gym space, opening gyms, that kind of stuff. Like I, I left the Air Force to actually open a gym in Pittsburgh International Airport and set up a network in the United States. That stayed open for two years, but then it went, went, went belly up and just couldn't, we just couldn't make it. Um, so I kept on doing other things in the personal training space. I was sponsored by the Air Force, doing some bodybuilding, did a lot of training on base. My passion was always trying to help people out transform their physical body, but also pouring into them in just any aspect, whether it be their faith, whether it be relationships, whether business, just really trying to build people up in general. So during this coronavirus, I was able to um, open up a personal training business with um, a, a medical doctor who had a facility about 45 minutes away from me down in Westchester, Ohio. It's called Inertia Medical. So he, he's a muscle skeletal doctor and he also has a, a, an aesthetics branch there. So you have aesthetics and a muscle skeletal type uh, capabilities. And I, through that coronavirus, we were down there making masks because they have a lot of um, sewing machines and we were just making masks. And they asked me, I was down there training and, 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 um, and they asked me, hey, what do you have? Do you have some time? I said, yeah, I do have some time. So we ended up making masks for fire departments, police departments. So over the three or four months, I got to know the doctor got to know some other people down there. And I said, I think uh, we should be doing something here. So we launched Inertia Medical, um, which, which is uh, the overall company. But in there, we, was a personal, we have a gym down there that's right there. So as the clients come in, they get serviced by the doctor or they do some aesthetics and then they see the personal training space and then we can talk, talk to them and try to bring them on to clients. And we're having our open house coming in, up, in, up, in uh, November. But their core values are all in line with our core va the core values that I established for myself as far as, you know, making sure we always trying to do the best for our customers. You know, don't nickel and dime our customers. You know, go over and above, go over and above what's required, you know, and, and, and just do those types of things and, and offer them a price that, a price that is really bang for their buck. That's great. Yeah. Um, so for a lot of people out there, the, you're, you're, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you own your own business. Uh, but regardless if, if it's, you know, you own your own business or you're a full-time employee working for somebody else, a lot of people out there want to start a side hustle essentially. Right. And that can be challenging when you've got a full-time business going. So do you have any, um, like any advice for somebody who's, who's looking to kind of go out on their own or, or just start like a, a second business? Well, I'd say, you know, you have to find what your passion is. I think and hopefully, you know, sometimes people are not in the, the job, their primary job is their passion. Isn't their passion. And maybe some people are lucky. Like I said, you know, work. I have a passion for the military. I've always had that passion to just to do service. Um, so I would say that if you're, looking for a side hustle, make sure it's aligned with a passion of yours. You know, several, hopefully people have several passions, you know, like I have two or three passions so that my side hustle, the, the, the gym business, personal training space, that kind of stuff is always aligned with my passion. So it makes it easy to put in massive amounts of hours, you know, during the day. Cause it's just, 
easy. It's not hard. It's not like a drag. I get excited when I go help people out, you know? Starting during the current, like during the pandemic is going to be, you know, obviously there's going to be challenges around that, but like you said, it, it allowed you some more time. Did you, did you consider like, I mean, personal training, you have to be personal, like mm-hmm. you have to be near people. Well, was that something that you considered and like, like in terms of like maybe setting up the business and launching after the pandemic's over or, you know, you just wanted to jump right in. So it just, it, it just, it was just confirming over, I'm very faith-based. So to, to see that, that at first for our, for my primary company, there was rumor that we might go back on Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in August, but now it's come out and said, they don't expect us ever to come back. So all of my guys, all like everybody, we're just teleworking. We have conference calls, we have Zoom calls, and maybe we'll go back maybe once a week for a meeting. But with that information given, given to me by, by, by God, saying, listen, you're never going back, that's to me a sign that you need to take the plunge because now you have ultimate flexibility. You know, I work, you know, before I go at Right Pat, you're sort of locked into those banker hours. And, and for me, the way I manage it, I only had to do four hours direct with the customer every single day because I just wanted to be there for that customer interface. If anything happened, I could make a decision. So I was only working there four hours a day, but now, you know, I, I, I wake up at five, I knock out a couple hours, maybe at nighttime I work. So I have the whole afternoon to work that personal training space and that, that personal training space with the doctor and stuff. I'm using so many Arte principles, you know, we're establishing our core values there. We go through some brainstorming thing. We have a Wednesday where we teach everybody some sort of a subject unrelated to perhaps personal training, unrelated to, to aesthetics, you know, something, something else, you know? So it's really cool to, to use the stuff that I've been, been learning in Arte for the last two years. Um, well, actually a little bit over a year. I say two years, I just joined for my second year, but um, to use that in, into that space. And I've sort of, I use those in my primary business, but not to the extent what I'm going to be using it here. Yeah. Um, Chris, can you tell our um, listeners what Arte is? I know the three of us know, um, but um, a lot of our listeners may not. So can you just right. let them know what so that Arte, is? Arte is, their mission statement is to, you know, form the best organization for good in this world. <laughs> That's how I'll sum it up, you know, and, and it's a bunch of, like-minded people coming together to just build each other up and impact this world in a positive way. And we have, uh, you know, month, you know, with multiple calls per month to help in the, in the self-development area and self-development could range from faith, from business to relationships to so many different areas. And they just give you little nuggets that help you execute your life uh, uh, in, in a better way each day. And, you know, the goal is to just get better each day. Even if it's a tiny little inch, a little millimeter, just get better each day and be consistent each day. Yeah, it's a great group. It's a really great group. Yes. And it's, um, I'm, I'm really glad that I, that I joined it this year um, because it has um, made some amazing connections um, right. for, you know, not only business, but also, you know, personal development. And yes. It's just, it's, it's an amazing group. So yeah. thanks for explaining what that is to our listeners. All right. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping everything up right now. But before we go, um, is there anything else you want to add? Um, and also tell us where we can find out more about you. Okay. Um, as far as what I get out, I, I would like to suggest that people really try when, you know, you mentioned about diversification in your business, 
you really don't need, you know, you, you can obviously look at that decision, but we, we made, we're, we're going to focus on Department of Defense. That's more bang for us. But I would say diversify, diversity is the key to life. You know, in your own personal life every day, try to diversify yourself. Get away from, you know, you have the habits, but make sure that part of those habits is getting out of your comfort zone. You know, going, some, taking a class that you would normally not take. You know, go to some meeting or organization that you wouldn't normally be. Diversify, bring new people into your circle. Diversify in your business, look at your business. And, you know, maybe you want to diversify into real estate or, 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 or look into other, other things. Just diversity to me makes me very, 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 fulfilled each day um and and and, and that's just a really i think uh and my wet talks about that and and that's a very key component is just uh diversify diversify your day in all your areas um where people can find me on instagram uh killing it 24 underscore seven so it's killing it k-i-l-l-i-n-i-t 24 underscore seven and then you can also find me at, at inertia medical that's the, the personal training space and the medical organization that we're just launching. And then you can also uh, look at our company website. It's iblogistics.com. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Chris. This has been um, a really nice conversation. We've enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, really have, I really am humbled that you guys got me on here. This is awesome. Um, you guys are bringing a lot of energy to the Arte space. I like it. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. And you can connect with us on social media. We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can find out more about us on our two websites. We have sbpace.com and bizquickpodcast.com. And we would love it if you subscribe to our podcast so you get notifications every time a new episode drops. And while you're subscribing, like us and give us a review because those reviews really help us. And you can reach out to us about any kind of topics that you might want us to cover. Uh, or if you want to be a guest, let us know. All of that's there on those websites that I already told you about. And we also have a book out there. It's called Seriously, Now What? A Small Business Guide to Disaster Preparedness. It's available on Amazon, and you can find out more information about it on those same websites. Yes. Thanks. I'm Julie. And I'm Corey. And this was BizQuick, helping small businesses across America.